Hey, what's up, guys? This is Wayne in Business Chef Podcast. For those of you who don't know me, um, my name is Wayne, and I'm a chef for almost a decade and turned myself into a creator. And I used to produce a lot of video contents and photography shoots for businesses. And now I am a digital marketer who serves specifically for restaurants and help them generate higher revenue, get more ROI and plan out their future marketing plans. I own my own business. And right now I'm hosting this podcast to targeting a lot of chefs out there like you. Uh, like yourself delivering my message and my message one of my main message is that uh, chefs can't uh, just stay in the kitchen and cooking they got to figure out some way to get out of kitchen it may sound a little weird but i mean because as a chef you gotta cook right but if you're not cooking like what you gonna do i mean it's it sounds a little bizarre but my point is chefs gotta figure out their way to get out of kitchen is because it's not financially stable. It's not being safe. You're never stable. Most chefs tend to underestimate their skills when it comes to cooking, when it comes to operating restaurants. They they don't realize what kind of value they can provide to the marketplace. And it's fine if you if I mean if there are chefs who want to work in a kitchen forever, that's fine. But my message is to start your side hustle, start your business, start your online business even before you open your own restaurant. My whole podcast is focused on all these business chefs who are looking to open their own businesses in the future and preparing themselves uh, to learn those skills, necessary skills and knowledges to uh, for them to prepare to open their own business in the future. And, and I always emphasize on opening an online business before they actually do a physical business. Um, that's a brief explanation about myself. Uh, yeah, so in this podcast, I would like to talk about a, a, a very common topic that I often bring it out, which is why restaurants fail within two years. Why there are so many restaurants who are failing within a couple of years. If you look at the research, as you know, there are... More than 50% of the restaurants, they just they, they shut down within two years. And I, w- I always wondered why when I was younger. Because when I was in, in a 100% employee mindset, I was like how, like, how can business shut down? How can they go bankrupt? Right? Because I, I had a faith in these business owners that they knew everything. Like, I was very young. I didn't know anything. I just believed that all the business owners out there are doing their own thing because they know everything. That's that, that was my belief back then. And as I grow, as I learn more things, and I learned that they didn't know shit either, <laughs> just like me, no? Um, and a lot of them, a lot of them, they start their business without knowing what they're doing. And, and that is very, and, and that was a very, a very mind-breaking moment it broke all of my stereotypes and it broke my world. It broke my world at that point. And I, and I started to study. I started to research and learn about why businesses shut down, especially restaurants. You know, because obviously the restaurant is the industry that I was working at. And, and there, were, there were a couple of restaurants that shut down while I was working. And most of the people... And, and that point, sorry. And that point, I started to learn all these things, all these business restaurants... Most chefs, they focus on perfecting their craft 
in terms of cooking and techniques and cuisines and these experiences. Um, I was quite a different guy compared to those people. And, and I think what most chefs do is they focus on you know, different types of techniques, you know, they desire for, you know, like Michelin restaurants and those fancy fine dinings, right? And I, I, I was one of them too. Uh, when I was in, in 18, 19, 20, um, working at Alinea was my a dream goal. It was my dream job, working at French Laundry, 11 Medicine Park. It was, it was my dream. Um, but as my career starts to grow, um, as there are certain things that I realize and certain things that I learned down the journey... Um, my main focus was the business, not not the food itself. I got mesmerized by the fact like about how money worked in businesses, how money worked in restaurants, how you know revenue, expenses, profit margins, food costs, all those things. It, it was so fun. It was so interesting. I just fell into it. And apparently, I was doing uh, photography and videography as as my hobby. And I was freelancing, I was serving some of the uh, businesses and clients to give one time uh, piece of work as a freelance at, uh, at that moment. Uh, and that was the moment when I turned myself into a digital marketer because I was thinking, what if I can put all my knowledge together, my chef career, my chef knowledge, my restaurant knowledge, plus uh, content creating knowledge? Plus the digital marketing knowledge that I've I've learned, I've acquired. If I put them together, what kind of value can I create? So that was my thought. What am I what am I talking about? Why why am I so far? <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, if you guys uh I mean anyway, that was my interest, that was my thing, uh, that was my game. As building my career, that was my main focus. So that is why um I started to research and 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 analyze why restaurants shut down. And and in this podcast, I would like to talk about these four factors uh, that affect the business success and failures. And what I realize is whenever I go to any type of restaurants that shut down, that they go bankrupt, is either they get involved in these four things. Is either one of them or two of them or all of them they always, 100%, they always have one of these four factors. And that make them fail. And it's going to be very fun. It's going to be very interesting. So if you're a chef who, who's, who's been just uh, spending your whole time you know, cooking in a kitchen, or even you're planning to open a restaurant in, in any time soon, <clears throat> you're very lucky, in my opinion. Um, just hear this out. Just you know, sleep on it and think about these factors before you actually open your own business and think about the fundamental solution, uh, what you can do about these things and what your what are your plans when these kind of things happen to you. So number one, okay, so out of these four things, um, two of those are, are factors related to operation failures. And the other two is factors that are related to marketing failures. So let me start with the operation failures. The first thing is cost control failure. Not many chefs out there know about the importance of managing food cost, such as food waste, costing the theoretical food cost and calculating the inventory, managing inventory and sorting out the actuals and 
getting out all the numbers and discuss with the owners, discuss with the accountants, see if it's a good number, see what is the issue, where the issue is happening, see what you can get it fixed. So these are the things that you got to think about. And these are the things that uh, that require the knowledge. Uh, you require this knowledge to properly manage a restaurant and the back of the house. And most small places, if it's a big corporate, they already have a consulting firm or, you know, the owner might be a professional chef who does all those things. They have a proper system in-house. They have a proper standard, you know, operation procedures. We call it SOP. They have a proper SOP in place so everybody can follow, even chefs can follow. If it's not that case, right, most small restaurants, independent restaurants, when they open, it's just by themselves. They have no budget to hire you know, contractors, no budget to hire firms. So it is very tough. It's very tough. And it's very and that makes it very easy for them to, to fail in cost controlling. And this can lead to financial difficulties and ultimate failure. You know, even though you nail all the things, even though you nail all the other things, if your food costing and your managing financials are failing, that just simply leads the restaurant to failure and it's not only about restaurant it's, it's all it's about all type of businesses and and I, I truly believe chefs out there who are trying to open their own restaurants open their own business and not even you don't really need to open your own business it's just it's, I think it's a very very basic knowledge that you need to have as a chef um, not just necessarily just about cooking because I see so many people out there, they just focus on cooking and they have no idea what to do on any other things in in this industry. And and that sucks, you know? And that's and that's that's not good. It, it, it is one of the things that make restaurants fail. Yeah. And that relates to the second reason, which is poor menu engineering. Menu engineering is all about food costing. After you've after you've done your food cost, then now you can engineer your, your menu, which you can adjust the pricing of the menus and put different types of menu here or there in the main or apps or desserts. Um, where how do I position this item in this category? You know, all these strategies. It it only happens when you actually cost your food, cost your item properly. If you don't cost your item properly, how are you going to, you know, put, like, right? How are you going to know which item to put where? It's like you're having three or four types of main dish, which are like steak, fish, and whatever, whatever. And the pricing is you have one of the one of the four items that are like twenty nine dollars, thirty five dollars, thirty eight dollars, and then one seventy five dollars. So. If you don't even know how much you know the food costs in every, every every each item, how are you going to know which one makes the most profit? Which one is going to bring the the actual food cost down? Uh, how do you know which one you're gonna sell more? How are you gonna know which item to position as a luxury item? So these are the things that you need to consider when you do a menu engineering, and that has to be done after you do the food cost properly. And cost controlling has to come first before you do that. And if you look at if you actually look at those restaurants that fail, and if you look at their menu, it's not costed properly. <laughs> it's not even engineered properly. If you look at the price, if you look at the, all the pricing, you realize that like once you think about how much does this cost, like the, the, the food cost, how much does it cost? If you think about it, 
because I always like to go to restaurants and analyze the menu. Oh, like if I look at this menu, how much would that cost? How much would this lobster cost? How much would this uh, pasta cost? How much would this dish cost? So everything I, I, I come to analyze. And when I whenever I see restaurants that shut down and whenever I look at their menu, I'm like, did they even engineer this menu properly? Like, are, like did they position it properly? So that are they making enough profit from what they want to to make profit from this is also one of the common things that that i find from most of the restaurants that fail and it's very important to know and and basically in order to do your menu engineer properly even without cost controlling you also need to have a brief idea of marketing not even a deep enough level just a tiny bit of marketing and sales knowledge because pricing is about sales you can put three different items and you can always play around with your pricing because pricing changes the position of the item rather than changing the amount of profit. It also changes the profit, but the more it changes, it affects the customer experience and the position of the item. That's what affects the pricing the most. If you want to take a look at the, the most successful menu engineering examples, you can go to one of the most successful uh, corporate restaurants out there. You know, in your ne- in your neighborhood, in your city, if you have if you can find a few of the, the corporate restaurants that are that are very successful in your area, try to go there, look at their menu. Their menu might look expensive, but try to find what are the items that are cheap or that that finds most value that if you think if you actually analyze the menu and the kitchen like there are some items that make you think oh this item is going to sell a lot just like if you go to um you know upscale pub up, upscale bars they sell they most of the time they sell calamaris and hand cut fries and they cost roughly about $8 $9 $10 or $11 and compared to the pricing of all the other items they cost so cheap. It's like one third of the price of all the other price. So it's like it makes people get it. They order one of mains each and they just feel something's left over. I mean, they just feel something's left out. So they order something as an appetizer or something to share. But instead of ordering something for $35 for a share, they would rather get a $10 thing, right? And if you have an option, people will get it a lot. And if you can bring... The food costs down till 10%, 15% for the calamari fries and all this like toast, um, this bread, all, all the shit, like craps like that. If you can bring your cost down to 20, 15%, 15, 10%, a lot of people are going to order and you can bring, in the end, you can bring your average food cost down significantly. Like that's, that is one of the, the common example of the, the menu engineering example. And it's crazy to see people, they just price their menu, whatever the fuck they want. And I was like, oh my god, whenever I see all these shows, all this like, you know, Kitchen Nightmare, all these things like that, just drives me crazy. Yeah, so there are two reasons in operation failures. One is cost controlling failure and one is poor menu engineering. And these are the two things that you got to nail in your operation. And if you're a chef... You need to figure out, you need to, you need this kind of knowledge to open your own brand, your own restaurants in the future. So the second factor is marketing failure. Um, it's very important as operation failures. And I believe operation marketing has to be at the same level of importance. 
when the owner, you know, when they first open their restaurants, they treat operation marketing kind of different. They just put operation on a top priority and marketing as a fucking I don't care. <laughs> but it's, it's so it's so pain. It's so painful to watch those people like that. Marketing is as important as your operations. I don't know. I don't know if you see those if you've seen those restaurants before. They open their restaurants and they just leave it there, not doing any type of social media, not doing any type of advertising. They just leave it and they just shut down. People don't even know if they existed. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, no one do it. So yeah, this is a it's a very common example of marketing failure and and is very important. So. There are two sub um, sub factors of marketing failures. One is the first one is no professional contents. So content is king. No matter what type of business you own, content is king. You need to have a certain type of content that you post on your brand. So emphasize. You gotta emphasize the importance of. You really you really gotta know the importance of um, of creating high quality uh, content creation including all these photos, videos, and, and short reels. And you got to know how to showcase your best product to people aligning with the image with your brand. And that is a very hard skill. It, it is a very hard skill. It's a very professional skill. And if, you go, if, if, and if you guys go to my YouTube channel, I share you know a lot of things about content creating and, and shooting a lot of nice photos and videos. Uh, make sure you guys watch it. Creating professional contents are very, very important. I don't know if you guys seen those restaurants. You know, they have Instagram and they're posting nothing or they're just posting of their bills or like they're just posting because they have to. And you cannot do that. Yeah, so I personally recommend using Canva to design, to pre-design your Instagram. Um, put, you know, take some of the reference photos from Canva to put it together and then make it looks nice as an Instagram feed and and try, try to match that color theme and you know the, the angles and the mood that the mood that has in the in, in the feed to try to match that with your actual Instagram and create content accordingly and that helps a lot so try to try to use canva you could always hire a professional photographers to do this but as you know hiring photographers are very expensive and it only requires you to do that when you need an extremely high quality contents like you're changing your menu or you're updating your websites or stuff like that or else you need a casual content creation you don't really need it um, you just have to know how to you know create contents properly and just upload it regularly on your social media and the next one is no advertising it, it, it might sound the same but actually marketing and advertising is a very it's totally different thing Advertising is one of the marketing strategy, but marketing is not advertising. So advertising in this case, what I'm talking about is spending some money, investing your budget into paid ads. And that helps a lot. That also that helps a lot of increasing, you know, restaurants revenue and even promoting your brand and stuff like that. It is so effective. And there's no such thing as expensive in terms of ad spend because it's all about what you're getting back. When you spend $1,000 in ads, if you can get 
a $5,000 or even $10,000 worth of something back, it, 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 it's not expensive. It's worth spending. It's basically an ATM machine. You put $1,000 inside, you, just you get a 10, 10K back. And you never get a deal like that in anywhere. All you have to do is just you know learn properly and learn how to craft an ad properly, how to copyright, um, how to properly deliver your message to the right audience. These are the skills that's, that's necessary for advertising. There are not really much specific, like special um, hands-on skills, just like cooking in marketing advertising. It's just all about your, your, your thinking and your basic knowledge. All you have to do is just know how to use some softwares and that's it. Just sit down and, and type some things and, and, and that's it, basically. It's not that hard. <clears throat> and not like i mean failing to invest in advertising it limits a lot of you know restaurants potential and restaurants reach and it's going to ultimately lead them to failure i never seen a restaurant who's promoting like crazy in, in social media and they're failing and i never seen those anybody who's failing in restaurant industry they don't really do proper marketing and social media well there are restaurants who don't do it and were successful but they have other factors that covers that marketing budget that that marketing activity such as they're in the town for like 20 years and people just know without even you know there's no advertising necessary there you know people just know it they're like 20 years old and just they're just there for like 20 years and hundreds of people just go there every single day they don't need it they don't need it like but that's not your case right so it's very important to fully utilize marketing tools because like out there and there's a lot of things that you can utilize uh just like facebook ads meta you know google analytics google ads or you know there's so many things even tiktok nowadays are crazy to wrap up uh i just shared four common factors that uh restaurants that go bankrupt have I hope it makes sense. Uh, I hope it helps when you're op- you're planning to open your own restaurant in the future. Uh, I'm gonna cover this in more details later, but I, I personally recommend starting an online business even before you start your own business, because in the end you do all these things. People face marketing failures at some point, even though you you know you can you can you can possibly spend. I mean, so you can. It's not that hard to scale a restaurant to 100k if you nail your operation properly. If your food is good, if you're managing your finances properly, if you're managing your team properly, you can easily scale scale your restaurant to 60k, uh, sorry, 60k a month, 80k a month, and even 100k a month. It's not that hard. And as you know, you're a chef, you know. If if we ask chefs to operate a kitchen, and we want you to generate 100k a month. It's, it's possible. It's not that hard. Everybody, everybody can do it. As long as you have a proper team and operation procedures. The reason why I keep emphasizing, I keep insisting people to go online first is because when restaurants grow, as restaurants grow, they get stuck at certain points. Their points are all different, but they get stuck at certain point. Always. And that is always the online part. They don't mess up in the physical part. The physical part, maybe they're nailing it, but they always get stuck on the online part. 
even looking at my all all, all of my clients, they are very they they are all of them are successful restaurants in the neighborhood, but they're just not successful in online. That's why they hire me. And when I you know hop on a meeting when we talk, all of them say the same things. They don't have time. They have no energy. They have no budget to to invest back in a marketing expense, and that's that's what happens if you actually have no less marketing knowledge and you you just get your foot in to the restaurant business. That's what happens. You you can grow, but you're just gonna gonna get stuck at certain point, which is very hard. Which is very hard to overcome at that point. You'll be very busy. You'll be physically stuck. It's going to be tough. So my idea, my message is always to start your online business first. Learn all the things online. Through the journey, find a way, you know, break the code. Make something work in online, in online platform. Because physically... In online platform, everything's hard. Nobody gives a fuck about you. Nobody knows you. Unless you do something, nobody can even see you. So it's it's a lot harder than physical business. If you own a physical business, fine. If like if there are people on the street, they they'll look at your business, they'll come into your business. But online is different. But most importantly, online business have unlimited number of people who you can reach. That is the difference, and that is the opportunity right there. So before you open a restaurant, you need to find a way to make something work in online first. And then when you when you can make that happen, then that's the right time for you to learn more about the physical business and jump right into it. Because at that point, you can scale your restaurant business to 60K, 80K, 100K a month. And then when you're stuck at the online level, now you have the knowledge and skill to overcome, overcome that issue. And that is a very different thing from regular restaurant owners people say oh business like business having a business is gamble having a business is success or failure you can fail big you can success big it's not up to you no that's not true it's up to you it's up to how you operate it's up to how desperate you are it's about how persistent you are in learning because it's about investing yourself the more you invest in yourself the more you work harder the return is going to get bigger and bigger. That's the business journey. So guys, if you want to learn more about on you know, all these things, about operating an actual restaurant, you know, I don't own a restaurant, but I share most of the knowledge that I have in the restaurant. Um, if, if you guys want to learn more about marketing, advertising, you know, operations, you know, just personal uh, businesses, uh, sole businesses, you know, freelance business for chefs, I share all this you know, techniques, all the tools, all the knowledge that in my YouTube channel, even in the podcast. So make sure you guys subscribe. Uh, So for this podcast, this is all I've got for you. and, And I'll see you in the next one.